This is Ricky Cabello. I'm the goalkeeping director and one of the soccer coaches at South Lakes Soccer Club. And this is the Mass Football Podcast. Yo, welcome back to the Mass Football Podcast, the number one soccer podcast in South Oklahoma City. I am your host, Ricardo Ulloa, and with me today, no co-host, just me flying solo. Um, that's my fault, guys. I forgot to hit you guys up, but I'll hit you guys up next week. <laughs> Anyways, um, I first want to say thank you to the sponsors, Legacy Real Estate Group, for allowing us to use their place. They are super awesome and cool for allowing me to do that. And I definitely recommend you to head their way if you have any real estate questions, whether you're trying to refinance, trying to reinvest in your house, trying to sell your house because you have some equity, whatever you need, they're the people to go to. They helped me out. And I kid you not, that process was smooth, smooth, smooth. So hit up Legacy Real Estate Group. Matia Rossi is great. Matia Vero is awesome. And they'll definitely be able to point you in the right direction. Um, but I am not by myself today. I am with a guest. <laughs> Sorry. I am with right. the. Uh, no, sorry, Ricky. Um, I am here with the guest. This guy's been playing soccer for a very long time, and it seems like his goalie training is kicking off uh, right now. Uh, the guy is a beast in the in the box, and you don't want to see him in a corner kick. If you haven't been yelled at him before, you probably will here pretty soon. Sorry, Ricardo. My guy, Ricky Cabello. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let's do that again. Hold on. Ricky on Cabello. <laughs> What's up, my guy? I'm doing good, man. Just thank you for having me on, man. Uh, really excited to talk to you. I've already watched a few of these, so nice. pretty excited, man. It's so nice to get me on. Good to have you behind the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been behind the mic in a hot minute, so this is nice. It's going to be good to unpack the, ri- the, the legend of Ricky Cabello. God bless it. No. <laughs> God bless it. Please. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, but... For the people that don't know you, my friend, tell me a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself. Yeah, man. So I'm Ricky Cabello. I've, uh, you know, I've played here. Well, so my story kind of starts off is my dad, Lalo Cabello, mm-hmm. played in when the original Western 22nd League started. It was like one field. When and, it started in Agnew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it was, the field was nicer than it is now. Uh, but man, uh, so my dad's from Mexico. My mom's from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Just, I started off, man, just playing here locally. Like, there used to be, like, YMCA mm-hmm. league. There was Senor Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Like, he had his own league. And started off playing there, man. Then we found out about this club world. Mm-hmm. And we started off playing in North OKC. Uh, then we kind of moved from Edmond. So, back in the day, there was a club team named Padova. Okay. So, started off there. Started off in Edmond. Back then, it used to be Royals. So you probably still, every, every blue moon, you'll see guys yeah, yeah, with like yeah, Royals yeah. jerseys. Like that's old school. When man. I played, there were Royals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from Royals to ESC. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, Royals to ESC. So I was Padova there. went to put over to NOKC. NOKC, yeah. So I was there when it originally like uh, changed over. So I grew up playing from there, man. But my original roots were here in the south side. Like, I mean, I went to Coolidge Elementary okay. uh, when I was like in fifth, fourth, fifth grade. Uh, Northeast Academy for middle school. And then we went to Putnam City North. So nice. grew up playing in the north side. Edmund and all that fun stuff and I mean I never lost touch though with like the south side because mm-hmm. I grew up uh I actually played like in 22nd and western I grew up playing there dude so I was like 14. Yeah I heard I, that you played with Mario right? N- well that was my brother. That was so my brother? brother played with Mario so it was okay. like actually that was a really good group it was like uh Shout Justin, Mario, Mario uh-huh. and Justin Chavez, Mario, mm-hmm. my brother Kevin and like Jaimito mm-hmm. they all played together. Like 
dude. Crazy. Who had that team? Your dad had that team. My aunt Norma. Okay. Which my family again, my family just comes from soccer. Uh-huh. So like, uh, yeah, man, I'd been playing there with uh, these guys from Buena Vista mm-hmm. since I was like fourteen, fifteen, and then uh, when I turned sixteen, I started playing with uh, Real Madrid. Okay. So my dad at so I, Western. So you were Western. playing with men then. At I was playing 14. with grown men at sixteen. As a goalie. Yeah. Wow. Well, dude, have you met my dad? Yeah. My dad, nuts, I've man. never met him, but I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen your so, so, yeah, man, that's kind of like soccer where it originated from me. Like, I have, mm-hmm. you know, grassroots here, YMCA, Sanchez League, uh, then club started and kind of went from there, man. Yeah. So, it's kind of my story with soccer. It's kind of crazy how it all started. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, never lost touch with here, man. I've always had a passion for like Western 22nd. You're still there. Are you still there? Oh, God. No, I try playing? to avoid it at all costs. Are you still playing this season? Well, I'm still on like on the team. Are you on Ronald's team still? Yeah, yeah. I'm still there. Shout out to Ronald. Yeah. yeah. Our El Salvador Ronald, team. Man. I, I stopped God, playing this season, but I'm curious You're to see how smarter man going. than me. Uh, I guess they're doing good. They're like in ninth or eighth. Are they really? Kevin was telling me the other day, but no, no. You remember Colton? My college goal. Yeah, yeah. He's still there playing? Okay. Colton's good, man. Dude, Shout Colton's Colton. stud. Yeah. Has he yeah. gotten better? Oh. Man, night and day. He finally got the fear out. So that's the biggest thing about Western is why I think, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I got really good, Uh really quick growing up. But again, you just said it. I was playing with grown men at 16. Like, I, but I guess my dad, like, was such a tough dude, Mm -hmm. made me so tough, especially when it came to goalkeeper. And I had great trainers. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I I, I can talk about that later on. Mm -hmm. But I got really lucky in the sense of my dad threw me in there. My dad's like, you got this. Like, these guys are the better. Confidence. Yeah, you like you're better than them. Yeah. Like, go show it, dude. Because I remember playing like Akatik. Like those mm-hmm. dudes were freaking terrifying, yeah, dude. Like I remember too, being man. 16. You're I, playing these grown Mexican dudes that are just man. like, and they're cheap shotting you. Yeah, like I mean, they're they were, the dirtiest team. I played with them too when Macario played with them. Okay, okay. Alex's yeah, dad yeah, played yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Prime Gino yeah, played baby, with them. Yeah, yeah. I was young because they're all they're all family members of my mom and. When okay, I started yeah. playing with them, yeah, that's yeah. I was young too, and that's who had the team. Now it's Alex and yeah, you know, just George, Gino's kid and whatnot. But I remember that team. That was a vicious Dude. team. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So I'm playing against these guys like day in day out. And you weren't any taller, or younger, were you? <laughs> Dude, I, I was I was skinnier. Thank God, I was like 175 back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm like 225. But no, man, no, I never. Jeez, I've been this height since I think freshman year. It's just sad. But uh, no, man, that. That put me at such another level because mm-hmm. playing club, yeah, that's good. But man, something about that Western 22nd league, like it toughens yeah, you up. Something about playing against men. Uh, yeah. Yes. And they don't go easy on the little guys. No, they like, I think they go harder. Worse on you because yeah. I would get cheap shot. And that's when I kind of learned uh, I still got a temper, but you like, you can't go in there just trying to fight everyone. Yeah. You're like being over emotional because, I mean, in club, it was like Royals 88, we were badass. Like, yeah, we were, and you can get away with things. Yeah. yeah. You know? Royals 88, we were really good. Mm-hmm. Like, we we're. We're a really good club team. Who played with you at that, on that team? Oh, man, there's very so it was uh, Justin Chavez's twin. I mean Justin Chavez's cousins, mm-hmm. the Chavez twins. They were with me, and it's just man, I don't think it's gonna be a lot of guys you you I mean, would for, know for them to hear. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. There was my yeah. yeah There's like my buddy Ryan Frampton. He was a monster. He played at Oklahoma Christian. Okay. Um, there was. Keith Lagunas. Mm-hmm. So now it's funny because I actually have his little cousin. He, I coach him now. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah, it's weird how that works out. Um, Keith was a stud. He played like one year D1, I believe. There's like Jeremiah Huff. You remember oh, Jeremiah? Yeah, I Jeremiah? That guy. That guy yeah. had a shot on him. He yeah, yeah. Jeremiah was in my club team. There was a D- Huff and Puff is what Dressel yeah, called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. There was Dane. Dane's a wild dude. I saw him. He was supporting my, uh, mm-hmm. Mario Douglas had like a, had their little event at yeah. a, 
Oh my gosh, the soccer bar. Skinny Slims. Skinny was Slims. It the OKC Bash. Yeah, yeah, the OKC Bash. So, Shout out, Dane so that's was who runs that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. da- so Dane, uh, he was there. His brother's like one of the the guys that like organized that's cool. it. Yeah, man. So small world. So yeah, man. It was just a group of just they're just studs, man. Like mm-hmm. it's because uh, back then clubs not like now. Like now club soccer is crazy. Yeah, like, everyone has club. You've interviewed like. Guys from Newcastle, from sport. What is it? Uh, Kansas City. The yeah, yeah. Sporting. Our, and... our rivals. Yes. Sporting. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't got, want to mention them. But yeah, 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 don't mention those guys. No, no they're <laughs> cool. They got a good group of guys over there. But no, like sporting, you got a uh, Celtic is still there. Yeah. You know, Edmond. The little South Side ones that come up. Yeah, a little South Side. Okay, which dude, that's Middle awesome City. to see. Which I love seeing, like mm-hmm. the South Side guys, like the club players they bring. Mm-hmm. Like man, because back then it wasn't. Literally on the team, the only Hispanics, and I mean, I'm mixed mm-hmm. on my half. It was just me and the Chavez twins. Mm. And then we would go play a club team. Celtic had one Hispanic. You would play Tulsa. They had one Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And now you see these teams. That are all Hispanic. They need to be Hispanic mm-hmm. to be competitive because, yeah. I mean, nothing against my Caucasian brothers. You know, mm-hmm. I'm half. So. But, dude, when you have a mixture of ethnicities and different styles yeah. that come together, man, those teams are like. Yes, they are. I've seen some that are now like really good. Oh, yeah, dude. Because you're coaching club now too, right? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been coaching the so, Cosmos? Man, I started back up. This is what you're doing now. What are this you? This is doing what I'm now? doing now. Yeah, what yeah. What are you doing now, Ricky? <laughs> so I actually work for a nonprofit. I do marketing for them. But outside of that, my my love is uh, coaching soccer. So nice. I started back up. So my story coaching is kind of interesting. I, you know, have you ever? I know I know people can relate to this mm-hmm. on here, but you ever just get burnt out with soccer? Yeah, you're just like done. Kind of. I hit that. Yeah, like, I, I hit that phase of, like, I was done coaching. Was I was still playing with, like, I think. the first time you hit it? Or have you hit this? I've hit it two different times. So, I've, I've hit one hit time where I just, like, got away from soccer. Like was I was, st- I was still, man, probably, like, late 20s. Mm. After your college? Yeah, after college and, you know, single. I was traveling for work all the time. So, where I used to work at, I would literally be in a different city, like, every week. Mm. So, I kind of hit a point where I just... You just don't care. Yeah. Like, I just didn't want to watch it. You lose that because, hunger, your well, spark, yeah, competitiveness. Because you've been in it. I've been in it since I was five. Mm. Like, I mean, and it's like I say five. You know, it's like, oh, it's not that hard. Dude, my dad had been training us since we were kids. <laughs> but you didn't have my dad. <laughs> you didn't have my dad. You were over there playing with you men at six us. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude. So, I just hit like a uh-huh. dead point. And it's crazy because my daughter's starting to get into it. I'm really? like, okay, yeah. Nice. Well, this was back when she was like three, four. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put her in soccer mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm, I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to get involved. Just going to leave gonna it alone. Coach. Not going to be her coach. I'm going to let her enjoy her experience. And if she's good, she's good. If she's bad, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm, you know, go good kick, job. Kick you, the ball, you're sweetie. doing great. You go kick it. You you're know? not going to be your dad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to heal my internal child I, with mine. <laughs> uh, like therapy I need. Uh, so <laughs> it just got really funny because. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a team for her. Normally, I'd keep her in Edmond because I lived there, you know, knew everyone there, had all the connections. My dumb butt waited like three weeks after the closing period. Mm. So then I'm panicking. I was like, man, I need to get her on a team. Mario reaches out to me. Hey, man, I'm at Northwest Optimist. Like, they need players here. So cool. Put her there, man. Take her for the first session. Like, they don't have a coach. No. There's just kids running around. I'm like, like forget this. You're just like, no. No, no, no. I'm not going to let this happen. Like, my daughter is going to learn how to at least her fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even care if she would have learned those if there was someone there, but took over this little girl's team, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So I had, last time I had coach was probably college. I would mm-hmm. come out and help out with uh, the goalkeepers at Mid-America, mm-hmm. and I would go to Edmond and help out Lexi 
the head goalkeeper director and James Sosby, mm-hmm. one of the head club coaches there. Mm-hmm. So I'd go be assistants for them before I hit the, like, you know, like late 20s. And it had been like three years since I'd even coached, done anything. And uh, I get there and I'm like, man, forget this. I'm, I'm trying not mm-hmm. to curse. But I was like, forget this, man. I'm coaching these little girls. Mm-hmm. Bro, when I tell you they were the worst team, like, I was okay. just like, dude, you guys suck. And they're like six years old. Yeah, they're just looking at him like, what? <laughs> My daughter's like, I don't like you as a coach. Dad. And I was like, man, forget you, dude. You suck too. Uh, so <laughs> you're the worst one. You're the worst one of the Who's day. Who's your dad? Dude. I was like, that guy sucks too. It's like, it's your mom's <laughs> fault. She's a cheerleader. Uh-huh. I messed up. Uh, dude, so we started just, started training them, man. We lost every game except for one. I'm like, okay, we got this. I'm going to yeah. put them in some futsal. Like, dude, I dedicated myself to training these little girls. Bro, we come back the next season and win the entire season. Wow. And start winning tournaments. Dang. Yeah. Like, it's just, and I was kind of like, man, okay. I, you was know, it at that point that you were just like, I was like, I man, this felt good. This. I was like, outside of coaching my daughter, uh-huh. so this is pretty nice. Like, I like this. And then there comes Mario. Mario's like, hey, man, I'm like, he had put me on their team group chat or some crap like that. And dude, these parents are mean. Like, they're just like uh-huh. really telling him he's terrible. Like, why are they losing nine? Talking eight about of, you? No, talking crap about Mario. No, no, oh. this is my team. Now I'm jumping into Mario's team. Okay. He had a club team. It was like his first time jumping into coaching. And it was just so funny because uh, Mario's just like reaches out to me. He's like, I was like, hey, man, you like, I reach out to him. I'm like, hey, man, you all right? Like, you're doing good. His parents are, yeah. I was like, these parents are kind of a-holes. Like, uh-huh. you don't talk to me like that. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, and Mario is such a nice mm-hmm. guy. Like, they were just being rude to him. And I was just like, hey, man. And he's like, like hey. say something. <laughs> I was like, man, go fight them. Like, yeah. No. And then finally, we, after talking, he's like, hey, man, I really need help. Can you come and help me out with this team? You know, can you finish off the season? All that stuff. And <laughs> so I get there. And I remember, like, I wasn't even mad at the kids for being so bad. I was mad at Mario. Because I was like, Mario, you huh. haven't even learned your fundamentals. You're putting them, like, I'm just screaming yeah. at him and getting on to him the whole session. But, man, that's kind of how it went. So these same group of guys, they didn't get much better. They were, God bless it, they were so bad. Let's save um, them. We, we, we would get, yeah, you can't save them. It's mm-hmm. like the girl, you can't save her, man. You just got to let them go. No, no. So with these guys, man, but, like, after, like, you know, I had them a year. We trained really mm-hmm. hard. Uh, they started getting better. Like, you know, we had, like, 500 season here, 600. And that's when we came to South Lakes. And that's how I ended up at South Lakes. Wow. So Mario, it's Mario's fault that I got dragged him back into coaching. I wonder how many people Mario has dragged into Cosmos. I know of two now. Oh, no, no. He's, yeah, yeah. He's always trying to get me too, which, well. You should. Yeah, keep keep going, Mario. We've talked about that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But no, you should. I I think you would love it. I think so too. And I think for me now, coaching, it's funny. So now going back to hating soccer again. Mm -hmm. I realized I didn't like playing anymore probably like three or four years ago. Mm. It was with Akatik. We lost in playoffs against mm. Mexico in PKs, like semifinals, something like that. And I realized I didn't care. Like, we lost in PKs. Like, I didn't save one. Like, normally mm. I save one or two. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm pretty yeah. good at PKs. And uh, I didn't save any. And I, I don't know if you're better than Big Mike in PKs, but <laughs> recently Big Mike's been killing hey, it in primo, the PKs. My primo, man. <laughs> Covers half the damn goal. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Don't tell him I said that. No, <laughs> no. A, a, we'll cut that we'll out. We'll cut that Psych. out. Yeah, cut that out. Uh, nah, man. So, uh, I just realized I didn't give a crap. Yeah. I felt more bad for the kid that missed it. It was like a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. And the kid's still playing. 
freaking stud. I wish he would have went to college. I don't know what he's doing now. He's the one with the, with the glasses. Glasses. Yeah, he was unbelievably God raw. Bless he was yeah. really, really good. He was the one that scored on us uh, on that rainy game we yeah, had yeah. against Zacatik. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fluke goal that just kind of just fell right bounced in. over me because of the rocks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that ball go right under my legs, <laughs> no, and I was thought to myself, I should have just touched it. No, no, no. There's you no, never know. It's the fields, dude. There's yeah. nothing you could do. It's it's the wild west of of soccer, football, yeah, let's, whatever. Let's blame the fields. Uh, dude, every single <laughs> time, blame the fields. Uh, no, nah, man. So at that moment, I just realized I was like, man, I don't give a crap about playing. Yeah. And I was out. Like I didn't. I, the only reason why I came back is for Kevin. Mm-hmm. And you guys were terrible. Like y'all were like in 18th place or something. Yeah, we we're pretty bad. Yeah. At that that season, we needed a goalie. Uh, Salvador. Yeah, and uh, that's why I came back, man. Is for my brother. Cause I, and then Ronaldo's like crying. I was like, this poor guy's like this little miniature person from El Salvador. He's like crying over here. Yeah, he's like crying. And then my brother's like, please come play. Tony's like, please come play. We're yeah. terrible. And, and you feel like a glove. You came in and we didn't lose a game for like 12, yeah. like 12 games. We and almost see, made it to play. But even then, I hated playing every yeah. game. Next season, hate every single game. It's such a dream. I hate going to play. Like, I enjoy my weekends now. I haven't gone to play because Colton's been here. Mm-hmm. And Colton's just. He's gonna be fantastic. He just replaced you, it, dude. It's so much better than me. Like a six foot two Caucasian kid that has like a thirty inch vertical and is athletic, and it probably serves him even better <laughs> considering that he's he's on Playing his college. college summers. Yeah, exactly. So for me, what am I getting out of it? Like my knee hurts for like two weeks after diving on a rock and landing on a fire ant hill yeah. in twenty seconds. I True, forget that, crashing man. into the pole. I mean, but there's some there's beauty in going to play out there though. Like I, I dread it and it, it hurts for like three or four days, but there's just something about it. But it's like the getting there and just it's having pride. A yeah, yeah. And you get to be around your friends. Like it's a good, it's a unique atmosphere. I can't explain it because I've been in there. What I love about Western is I still vividly remember all the championships I've been in. I've been in three. How many rings? You have three rings? Yeah. Got three rings there. I never got a ring. It'd be cool if they gave out they're rings budget, though, right? I know, they're under budget, man. They give you like a cheap medal. You and got like two a with Real Madrid or they're all with Real Madrid? One with Real Madrid. One with Akadik. Uh, one with Akatik and one with Honduras, okay. which they're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, those those trophies were crazy. Winning every single one, I vividly remember every single one. Uh, like are, it was yesterday. Those are and and they get so intense. Yeah, yeah. I think I've made it probably to the semifinal. That's about as Have far you? as I've made it. Yeah. Dang. No. So the most intense one was when I was sixteen. Make it my first year. I go play for Real Madrid. Now this is back when. All the African dudes from SNU are playing there. So you got Thomas, Dominique, Tom. Lord. I was going to ask you, what's the best Western team you've played on? Oh, geez, man. That's... You can exclude the El Salvador one because I know you're going to say that one. But <laughs> You and me, Ricardo, in the back, <laughs> just killing it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Passing it. out. I hate 20 seconds. <laughs> I was like, don't pass out, Ricardo. Yeah, no. Don't faint. It's uh, only it 110 so degrees. So it's so only terrible. 110 degrees. Uh, no, man, probably, gosh, they're all. Is it your Real Madrid team or is it one of the Mexico teams? Oh, it had to be one of those two, or the Honduras teams. Dude, the that, Honduras those team three was... teams, man, were so different. So I can talk about each one differently in the pros and cons. I don't know if there was just one that was flat out better. Probably that Real Madrid squad. Just because, dude, when I tell you those African guys are at a different wavelength, they're at a different wavelength. Like, they're just, they see the game like 10 steps ahead. And on top of that, they're smoking and drinking at halftime. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, these dudes are are not human. Like, they got six packs, they can run, and they're like mentally strong. Like, you can like talk crap to them. You could tell them everything you want to say to them. Don't face them. Yeah. They'll go score two goals on them. Yeah, they don't. Uh, So that Real Madrid squad was just crazy because we ran a 4-4-2. And that's where I really learned to see, like, formations and how important they were. Mm. And then you have, like, these older school uh, Mexican dudes playing with us. 
that can just that weren't technically that bad. great. They could just and they move were the quick. ball. You, as long, they were and good they were to pass, tough. and you receive. Yeah. If you and can do quick. that, you're like, great. Yeah, man. So that Real Madrid squad was special, and we beat Akatik. Hmm. And that was that old school Akatik that was like, I remember getting elbowed in the face, like cheap shot it in the knee. <laughs> I was about to punt, and one of them came and like swiped my legs. Wow. And I was just like, really? Yeah, that's all I could say. And I was just like, man, I could have broke my kneecap. So that Real Madrid squad was probably the top one. Then okay. probably number two was uh, the Honduras. Okay. Because the Honduras squad was like, I had like four of my SNU teammates on there. Mm. So I had like Mikey Bray. I don't know if you've ever met yeah. him. Yeah, Mikey Bray was a stud in college. Uh, my buddy Marco. That's the older of the three? No, he's like the middle. The middle one? Yeah, okay. he's like one of the What's middle the, ones. It's Mikey. Then Dude, they got a whole clan. That, the Bray clan? Yeah. Yeah, that's the clan, man. They got like, there's like 20 of them. I gotta get one of the Brays on here. <laughs> the Brays are awesome. I'm gonna get yeah, yeah. Like, Matty Bray. Matty Bray. Right? Yeah, MB10. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get MB10 in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so, uh, so man, that's what, but then they would bring these guys from Dallas. There was like six guys we'd bring from really? Dallas. When I tell you, they all play pro in Honduras. Mm. These dudes were insane. There was one called Gato. Really? Bro. It's Gato. like they were meant for those type of fields, right? Didn't phase them. Uh-huh. So I remember he would just tell me, he's like, hey, just punt it to me. I'm going to get by the box. And the champion, no, we played Real Madrid in the semifinals. He's like, just punt it to me. Mm. I was like, okay, I'll get it to you. Which is funny because with Honduras, the way I won to the championship was beating Acatique and Real Madrid. Uh, People, had, I went on. It's crazy how it. soccer does that. Or, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I like punt it to him and he brings it down with his chest and he dribbles like four guys. And it was all the African dudes. And then he scores. Mm. And I was just like at that moment like, wow, that that's like so high class. Yeah. And those Honduran dudes were just crazy because it was a mixture of us Americans from here. And the Honduran guys from Dallas and a few local guys. But that squad was stacked, too. The Akatik one was just young, young guys that wanted it. Mm -hmm. And they know how to win, too. We had a bunch of high school kids and, like, young college kids. Like, that's Mm -hmm. – I was – it was me, Cobra, Santiago, and Gino were the veterans of the Mm -hmm. team. At that time, I was 29. Mm -hmm. I think Cobra was, like, 29. Santiago was, like, 28. 29 and then Gino yeah and everyone all his nephews are on there playing dude and they're young it's crazy how that team is able to put a team of youngsters mixed with old people and seem to always make it out pretty good they do and it's just the like Gino man he has the like this aura about him and that team I think just has so much history yeah so like uh man I loved playing there that was actually probably when it came to like atmosphere and being around people I liked I like that team because I think I was an older guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was helping them out and like coaching them through it. And they were so much younger and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, yeah, man, so those are my three championships. They're pretty good. They're pretty nice. good ones. You deserve yourself a round of <laughs> applause. <laughs> good for me leaving with shoulder injuries and all that crap. The parties afterwards were yeah. much better than the actual like championship. So and then you went to PC North. like. So tell yeah. me, um, yeah. before we get into what you're really, really doing right now, um, at what point did you know you wanted to continue and take this serious? Like coaching or playing? Soccer. Like soccer. Like soccer in general. I knew since day one, man. I remember being little. So I lived in Mexico mm-hmm. from like the age of like, when I was really little, we moved back there. My dad was playing a bit, working, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would go back every summer, man. And it was every night, like I don't think that's around anymore, is we would just get out on the streets and play. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought I looked like you growing up my whole life, like really mm-hmm. Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Now, I look white as hell. I mm-hmm. didn't realize I was like pale and had freckles for the longest time <laughs> in my mom life. Had strong jeans. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I look like her too. <laughs> um, so, man, it was just in the streets every night. I remember my grandma, my dad's mom, her passion for soccer, mm. like her love for it. We'd watch soccer every night. Nice. And I was like, man, I want to get there. 
As a goalie? Like you were, a, you were playing goalie? Well, I was, I, was, I was a field player. I was a forward at first. Okay. I'm, I'm quick, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to say I'm wide. That's what I was curious. At what was point like, did you quick. like? So I took off one summer mm-hmm. of soccer. I just, my parents were weird, man. It's like they pushed me. But at the same time, if I was ever like, I don't want to play. They're like, okay. Mm. There's, it was so weird. But when I was doing something, they pushed me. And man, once I started club is when I noticed this world. Because I was playing like YMCA and stuff. And those leagues and like the whatever leagues. It's recreational. It's for fun. It's not serious. And I was destroying everyone. And I was. I was just like dribbling everyone, scoring all the goals. And I was like, man, I don't like this. Like, this is too easy. Once I got a club, uh, it's, a, it's very difficult. It's hard as heck. Because mm-hmm. all these players are just as well trained as you, if not faster and bigger. And at that moment, well, I took that summer off, got really fat. And out of shade. Mm-hmm. I was little, man. I was like 10, 11. And this club team needed a goalie. I was like, well, I don't really feel like running right now. Okay. I'm getting a little out of shape. So I became a goalie. And then my dad being a goalie, it just kind of. Your dad was a goalie too? Yeah. My, yeah. My dad is like, dude, I still have older, like the older generation, mm-hmm. like 50s or 60s. They'll come up to me in 22nd, like every weekend. Can't make this up. Go there. And they're like, hijo de la loca de I'm like, yeah, hijo de la loca de mm-hmm. They're like, man, he's way better than you. I was like, man, screw you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't forget you, dude. Mm-hmm. They'll still tell me how good he is and how much I suck. So My I was dad like, was a goalie, too. Yeah, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, he played at Western. He even won himself a goalie less scored on in the B oh, division. Heck yeah, yeah dude. so after heck he couldn't yeah. be a forward and he wasn't getting dude, playing time. He became time, a goalie. He became a goalie. goalie. Yeah, and that's why I became a goalie for a little bit, too. Dude, yeah. It's a terrible position. Is I it? What, what made you want to? Because they say the crazy people stick with being a goalie. It is. It's a, uh, man, I don't know if I could say that because then I'll get in trouble for it. But See. my Brazilian, <laughs> so my Brazil, my best friend's Brazilian, mm-hmm. uh, and he always had a saying that all goalkeepers are like crazy yeah. or gay. He's like, okay. why are you gay? I don't know. I that's never got weird. that. But he's like, you guys are kind of feminine. But at the same time, you want to fight everyone. Uh-huh. I was like, well, that makes sense. I guess it's confusion or something. because the guys, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I was like, kind of makes sense looking at all the goals. It must be some Brazilian thing. Yeah. I mean, You're either scoring goals or getting scored on. Again, getting scored on, yeah. You're either so. straight or gay. It doesn't make, <laughs> makes no sense, but okay. No, but man, like <laughs> goalie, I think I fell in love with being a goalie because of the challenge. Mm. You're never the guy that anyone likes. You're going to get blamed on first. Mm. You're kind of isolated because mm-hmm. I'm actually like an extroverted introvert. Like I'm... You know me. I'll an talk to everyone. Intro, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like super like everywhere. But dude, I love being by myself. Mm. I go eat lunch okay, I can and see dinner that. by myself. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go like do stuff by myself mm-hmm. just because I want to be away from people. But when I'm around people, I'm really excited and really happy at the atmosphere or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, that kind of explains a goal. And you just... It, you. It's different, man. It's just a hard position. It is a hard position. Because I got to be good with my feet mm. and with my hands. Mentally, I got to be there. I make one mistake. You can make a mistake 30 times a game. Yeah. People are going to back you up. Me, I make one mistake. That's a goal. Yeah. And then you got to, and it's one of those things where you got to kind of be humbled at the same time, which I'm, mm-hmm. at times I am. Uh, but, you know, I can't blame everyone else. Sometimes it is my fault. And all I can do is like, my bad guys. I, I screwed yeah. up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And I can't make that goal up. The only thing I can do is make a save. Mm. So I think that's why I love being a goalkeeper so much the mental aspect of it the difficulty the the more it's more risk mm. yeah and very little reward being that one guy that's yeah. not allowing you to score that's me yeah, yeah exactly and that's a good feeling too is like to yeah. you know because you you have guys who you can intimidate or you have great challenges and being like, that pain in the ass they're on that one-on-one they look up and they glance yeah, at ricky exactly. and they're just like Fuck. no like the other day man rafa gave me like the best compliment uh which one rafa bonelli yeah yeah 
mm-hmm. gave me the best compliment, man. Uh, he scored on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we ended up tying them. I think it was two to two. Yeah, something like that. One to one. Twenty second. Okay. Last time I played. So this is the last game I played like three months ago, two months ago, something like that. That guy's cracked too. For, like, oh, it's crazy how quick that guy is, bro. His shot, like literally, the goal he scored on me was. He scored like first thirty seconds. So shout out to the defense under Salvador. Good job, little brother. Uh, they boom, boom, boom. Like get in. No, Kevin wasn't even there. It was someone else. Blame Tony. Okay. Uh, they get in, man. And uh, dude, I'm not exaggerating. He shot it from probably where this wall's at. Probably mm-hmm. like what. Six seven yards away, eight uh-huh. yards away. Shot it. This camera turns off for thirty minutes, so if you see me get up and turn it on, no, no, you're good. Keep going, keep going. No, no. no. So he, uh, dude, he shoots it. I'm not exaggerating that I heard it whistle. I didn't see the ball because my eyes are wide open. Every single shot, it whistled by my ear and goes in. And I was just like, "Thank God that it hit my face. That's like a concussion." And um, after that, you know, I saved two. After that, I say two breakaways on him. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, man, after the game, we start talking. You know, he's with his shirt off, like always. Uh, so if I was he, buff, I'd have my shirt I, off, I'd too. have my shirt off. Yeah, yeah, I keep mine on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, uh, he walks up. He's like, man, Ricky, he's like, dude, I get terrified when I know I'm in the box and you're in there. Yeah, because he knows he's going like, to take him yeah, out. Yeah, he's like, I know you're there. And he's like, you were every time. He's like, that goal... I got lucky. It bounced perfectly, so I hit yeah. it by you. But he's like, the other two, that's why it hit off of you, and you hit me on one. He's like, I just know you're there. He's like, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. I was like, good, Your good. Presence. I did something. My yeah. presence, yeah. But I, again, man, like just stuff like that. Like He scored on me, but at the same time, you know, getting the compliment. some respect. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, I've faced probably the two. He dropped off a stud. Uh, but, but who's the most, if you had to pick the few that have left the memories on you? There's top two. I, they're either one and two, and it just depends on game. Gino and uh, Dominique. Uh. So Dominique is more of a suave. He doesn't have a power shot. But this dude, if I was slightly off an angle, slightly off a centimeter left, centimeter right. He'd expose it. He'd expose it. In breakaways, if you didn't hold a good stance and take out every angle with your arms, feet, your head, your shets, like properly have it positioned, done. Yeah. And what was cool about Dominique, he was my assistant coach at SNU uh, for the three years I was there. So what was really cool. He was your assistant coach yeah, or the assistant, assistant coach? He was the assistant your... coach at SNU. And uh, he would show me. So he taught me for like three years how to read a forward hmm. and how to play the forward mentality. So hmm. it was so cool. We would, uh, every practice, like we weren't having a game. Him and I would just go to the side and shoot and talk and do breakaways. Hmm. And I learned so much from him. I learned a forward perspective of it. But that dude was so... It was crazy. He's I called him Gumby Legs because he was Gumby like legs. his leg would go up, like bring the ball down and like touch it, touch yeah. it right by your ankle, and you're like, oh damn, that that's a goal. And uh, Gino was different because I've been playing Gino since I was like 16. The dude's watching you. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do I play. Most forwards are kind of stupid. They just run, they bully, they try to shoot, or they try to dribble. They're very predictable. Mm-hmm. Not that hard to play, but like Dominique was a step above. Like he's moving off what you do. It was unpredictable. You unpredictable. Really yeah, yeah. And doing. Gino's watching you. So Gino's playing you. Mm-hmm. So I have no lie. I, when I was in college with Honduras and we were playing Akatik in the quarterfinals, it's up in the air and I remember seeing Gino, before he jumps up, he looks at me and I'm coming up to cut off his angle. I can't get the ball. Oh, and this is where he gets and he a little dirty. Me. Yeah, he baits you into thinking he's going near post and he snapped his neck to make the ball go opposite way. Uh, Luckily, I was more reacting than I was guessing and I dove and made the save, and I was just like, "Shit, damn!" And now, uh, in another time, I just see him keep looking back at me, and I'm like, "He keeps looking back." 
And I like playing off my line because yeah. I like reading, receiving the ball, clearing it. I play high line as a goalkeeper. Keeps looking back at me. Keeps looking back at me. No shitting you. It's bouncing. Hits it first time and almost chips me. Like hits uh, the post. And I was just like, geez. damn. Like that is so high level. Mm-hmm. So those two were just different. And they're so, they were so much fun to play against because if you're not at your top level, you can give up like five or six easily. I think we got some people in here, but it's all right. It's all good. We'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, no. So, man, those two dudes have been really good. Um, And it's just a different generation. Like, these new younger kids. uh, In 22nd, you're playing a lot of now, like, Brazilians, Europeans, local Hispanic kids, more college players. But they're good, but they're not good, if that makes Mm. sense. Don't get mad at me, all college kids out there. Mm -hmm. But you guys are very predictable as players. Maybe it's just because you've seen... Maybe more, maybe because you know, I'm jaded by yeah. like how good they were. Or in, you just you, you've pros. seen a lot more. You're, yeah. You know you you have a lot more experience. It's not your I think first, second, yeah, third yeah, going exactly. around. So it, it's hard for something to impress, impress me. You. Yeah, yeah. Because there's been very few times. Like the other day, there was this Brazilian on one of the teams we played that beat us. He was really good. Like that was finally a player. Where I was like, damn, mm-hmm. dude, this dude's good. Like, mm-hmm. and but other than that, man, I yeah, that probably is it. Probably jaded. But, like, how good? I think so. Because there are some really great players out there. But, yeah. I mean, you're talking about two elite players as well. You know, with Gino, yeah. and, oh, Gino. With Gino and Dominique. Gino and Dom. You, you got no. me curious now. So, to read a forward, what am I looking for? Dude, you're looking at body movement, their head their head movement, their runs. Are they moving? Are yeah, give some tips to, to those goalies that are listening to you right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Because well, you, you're a goalie trainer, too. It's always watching. So, what I teach my goalkeepers is watch off the ball. Mm-hmm. The game is actually more important off the ball. So I don't know if you've ever noticed, like when you were playing with me, I'm always yelling at random ass people where yeah. the balls on away the pitch from the, or off the pitch on the pitch. No, no, I'm, you yell all the time. <laughs> all the above, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yelling at my kid, get it back in the mm. car. Uh, no, so you're, it's off the ball that's mm-hmm. the most important. So you're watching these movements, you're watching these guys, and you have these like clever forwards who will make runs off their chest. So you got to be able to be one step ahead mm. because normally this guy, you'll know if someone wants to shoot, mm. like you'll. There's just that they want it. Like you can tell it's mm-hmm. forward keeps looking at you. But they so there's some that just want to pass it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to shoot on you. They want none of that business. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep your eye on the back door, the opposite part of the game, you can actually read play. So let's say there's a cross coming in. No, they say they dribble down the line. You know when they're going to come in and shoot. So you cut off their angle. There's sometimes where that guy wants no business. He's over here and you could see the guy making the run and you can cut it off and mm-hmm. go for a low ground save. So, I mean, it's... The most important for a goalkeeper is read off the ball. Mm. That's very important. And how do you teach that? Dude, that's hard. So that's more games. So I do a lot of like, let's say my drills. So I do a lot of stuff where they check in their shoulders. Mm. So we'll do like basic drills. So before I even launch a cross in or anything like that or take a shot, I'm like, hey, check your shoulders, check your shoulders. Mm. So I teach them to start looking at markers. So I'll put like yellow poles. I'll Mm. put different markers. I'll like, look at red, look at red. How many fingers are at red? Somebody's out there holding yeah, up a yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have to do stuff like that so they learn to kind of look around. Being building habits. Yeah. And then on top of that, like I'll have, but these are more for like my personal training sessions. Like I'll have them, we like, I have them do visualization drills. Mm. So have you ever heard about that? Visualization? No, but I've, have you ever had a visualization in the game? Like there's been a time oh, where yeah. I got the ball the and I, before I even got it, yeah. I saw a first touch into the side netting mm. and just how I had visualized it, it happened. So I got visualized and I highly recommend coaches, anyone who's a player. That's some far out stuff right here. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No. So Wayne Rooney, I read an article on ESPN, like the magazine. I was like 17. 
forever ago. God, mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. I went to Cancun and uh, ESPN Magazine, World Cup's coming up, mm. 18, 17, something like that. We start reading an article about Wayne Rooney. I see all these guys. There's like Josie Altidore has an article, Wayne Rooney, like Gigi Buffon. Sweet. And the Wayne Rooney one was like, hey, what do you contribute your success to? He's like, I visualize success. I visualize what I'm doing. And I was like, man, that's a good con. So I started doing that. So literally every day I thought about soccer. I thought about what I'm going to do, where my step is, where my dive is. Okay, guy's coming. It's two on one. What am I going to do? This guy passes. Cut it off. So like, mm. I start visualizing every little situation I do. And even now when I do play very rarely, I try to visualize an hour before every situation I'm going to be in. Mm. And I've been doing that, yeah, since I was 17. Wow. I think that's a lot of my success was being able to visualize success and doing it. Hmm. And I do that nowadays even with, like, uh, let's say, like, my jobs. So, mm-hmm. like, with work, I visualize success. I visualize doing a project and that it comes out perfect. Never does, but, like, that's a big part of success yeah, is yeah, yeah. visualizing doing it. And that's so powerful because you, can yeah. you imagine the people that visualize not success? And then you just get screwed, you know? I'm going to get scored. Yeah, and then it just, just happens. That's why you have so many people that go to therapy and all that stuff mm. because they always think so negatively. If you're always thinking negatively, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, negative, negative stuff. So happen. me, I only think positive things in my life. And even though the negative stuff does happen, because it's inevitable, yeah, yeah, but it yeah, doesn't impact gonna... you as much because you're just yeah, visualizing on the good yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I mean, that's like, uh, so I highly recommend, and even try it, man. Start visualizing nothing but success and you'll see a huge mm. difference. Mm-hmm. So that's all I do, man. And... uh I've been doing that, yeah, since 17. I do it with anything I do. Just visualize mm. success. And I've had, my, I've had some lows. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the good thing about visualizing is, let's say you're in a bad situation. You're like, man, this is how I'm going to get out of it. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I got this. Mm. And, boom, like a month later, you're out of it. You're out of it. It's kind of like the saying that I've heard, that you always have to have the ending in mind. Because if you hit a road bump, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Because you know where you're going to go. You know where you're going to go. And that's the same with goalkeeping. Same with any field player. Like, mm-hmm. dude, if you want to get really good at crosses... A, go practice it. B, visualize doing it. Boom, in the game. You beat a guy one-on-one, boom, swooping in. You're going to put on top of the six. So get very detailed with it. So, like, I get super detailed mm. with my visualization. Damn, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, nice. dude. Wayne Rooney, man. They Wayne all Rooney. do it, too. Like, uh, to. watch, uh, also watch a good thing I watched not too long ago. Have you watched the movie Rush? I love Formula One, by Rush? the way. No, I haven't. So watch Rush on Netflix. It's free. And uh, uh, they probably definitely are talking about visualizing the, the track. Yeah, yeah. And he's like sitting there like, OK, turn. He's like, turn right. He's like set 14, turn left. And he's visualized like he's like practicing his pedals, like his paddle shifting. And it's so cool. So I'm like, oh, man, like, mm. that's a key to success is doing that. So mm. if you weren't doing soccer, what? what, what and let's just say you were going to be successful at anything that you were going to pick. If it wasn't soccer, what would it have been? Not having kids. No, no, having no, kids. Uh, no, no, no. I was having a conversation man, with love. somebody a while ago at the last podcast, and he was like, what, what's it like not having kids? And I was like, dude, you can go to sleep. And he was like, oh, you can sleep. And it's, it's not just that. You can literally do anything love and life. not have the mind, back of mind yeah. of thinking, did I change a diaper? Were they fed? Have I lost them? Are they alive? <laughs> are they like, breathing? Yeah, are yeah. they breathing? Like, dude, it sucks. It's hard as heck, man. Yeah. Barely take care of myself. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, man. So I would probably be in, if, like, equal, like, take soccer out of it, take kids or anything. I love, like, marketing and entertainment. Really? So that's what I kind of do now is, like, create events, uh, hmm. plan, like, stuff for a company, like, make people's lives better. So I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I do that for my job. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I like to think of myself as being very blessed. Because I have a job I love, and I get to coach soccer, which I completely love. Soccer is my passion. Congratulations, dude. It sounds like that uh, 
Cosmo stuff is going really good for you and your brother because you have your yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. My brother's my sister, man. That's cool. My brother's a wild dude, man. Yeah. So how'd ca- that happen? Like, did, so, so where did you did you come on the Cosmos first? That sounded yeah, like you yeah. did. So I brought that team Mario and I had. Mm-hmm. I took them to Cosmos and I got lucky because the director of coaching played semi pro with my dad. So it was Brandon. Who's that? Uh, Brandon. Oh, okay, I know Brandon. Yeah, yeah, Hi, Brandon. And and Brandon is a. Uh, Brandon's a solid guy. I've known him since I was a little kid. Like he used to give me rides to the games okay. that they would play semi-pro games. And uh, Brandon, uh, you know, it was funny because I made this mm-hmm. Facebook post because I got really mad at that United Club in Oklahoma City because that's mm-hmm. where Mario's team was originally. They at. were the ones that were down here, Parks at, and Rec. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no, no. Abel's the president of what they got going on there. I, I hooked up Abel with that. You did tell me that. You're so right. Abel's, he voted in, or and Abel's fantastic. I mean, I was just He's great. that's a whole other topic. Is for Southside soccer, someday, like that's one of my goals is mm-hmm. to help out, you know, people who can't afford soccer. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of doing it here at Southlake, so I'm making yeah. it affordable. But no, so I made a Facebook post mm-hmm. and I was just being petty, like, man, forget this club. Like, I hated the president at the time; mm-hmm. she was awful. And I was like, man, I'm going somewhere else. And I was like, I know I have options, but my biggest concern was my kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be affordable. And Brandon, you know, I'm reaching out to all these directors of coaching at every club. Of course, Edmund calls me first. I talk to my connections there, and I'm like, oh, they still want to do full price, which mm. well, there's like 195 a month. It's nuts. A, where, where do you live at the time? I lived in a like oh, Edmund okay, Deer so Creek area. So for me, it would have been convenient, but most of my players are Southside. But you were worried about your players. Or North, yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, man, I was just like, started talking to these directors of coaching at different clubs. And the one that stuck out to me was Brandon. Because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, these are my terms. Like, I want this and this and this and this for my team. And he agreed to everything. Awesome. And I was like, I don't want the super commitment of being, like, super involved with the club at the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, I got my daughter. Bella's still playing at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, the assistant coach of her team. Then I got my club team. And then after that first year, man, uh, like, a coach got fired. I took over for him, finished out the season. My reputation there grew because, I mean, at the end of the day, I know I could be kind of an a-hole, but mm-hmm. I am actually really positive. Kind of. I'm just kidding, bro. I'm with Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Anyone else on here like, man, Ricky sucks. Kind of? Like, you have Ricky on Under there? the like, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, just because I told you you mm-hmm. sucked at a game yeah. or during coaching, I was like, don't use that against me. I'm no, just uh, being honest. <laughs> just, I was mm-hmm. being honest there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nah, man. So, uh, it just kind of worked out like I. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because my biggest passion is helping out kids. Yeah. I freaking love kids. Like, I want them to succeed, and I want them to be better than me, mm-hmm. whatever your financial background is. Because I do find it it's unfair that, that here in the United States, it's the wealthier kids that get the further progress. Mm-hmm. It's starting to change a little bit, mm-hmm. hopefully within time. But I, think I want is. those kids that never had that chance mm-hmm. back in my day. Because I, now I look back at it, and Mario calls it my, my south side guilt which I think it kind of is because mm-hmm. I see all these great players. I'm not going to name any of them, but like they went to like Capitol Hill, Southeast, Grant, and these guys were so freaking good. But what they were missing was probably that one person that, that could have shown them the way. Like for you. Playing club soccer. Exactly. Going to college because these guys were more talented than I was. Mm-hmm. They were more talented than most of my teammates, but they never got that chance. So now for me, that's like my goal. So. It's really funny because uh, my club teams now are primarily Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Like it's like sixty to eighty percent Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of those pictures. Both my team, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, God, they've grown a lot of. They're gonna, the yeah, they're, they're gonna think I'm racist or something. But I do that on purpose mm-hmm. to give these kids a chance that never a never knew about club or they go somewhere where on the bench or maybe were rejected by someone, and I bring them in. And I mean, luckily with now bringing Kevin in, mm-hmm. so. 
you know, that team's done. I told Brandon, I was like, hey, he's going to be director of, co- of goalkeeping, which that's my goal. Love mm. goalkeeping. So that kind of just was a result from this first one. Yeah, years. from me just caring mm-hmm. and freaking trying my best with this crappy team. <laughs> now, they did good. We won, we won like one tournament. The first few years are always tough, man, but once they get acclimated, like... No, there's no helping some of my players. <laughs> uh, but, like... <laughs> so the next year, I'm like, hey, Brandon, I'm here to help you out, like whatever yeah. team you need me on. He's like, man, I'm going to give you this 2000 goalkeeping, director goalkeeping. That was like set in stone. Yeah. I'm pumped. I get to develop my own program. I'm like, heck yeah. Hmm. That's what I want. That's the ultimate goal. How, when, last year? This was last year? Yeah. So okay. I barely became director of coaching. I've done it one full season. Nice. That's gone fantastic. Uh, but the Red Bulls, man. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I need you to coach a team. It's like, all right. I was like, damn it. I was just wanted to do goalkeeping, mm-hmm. like goalkeeping. That's that would have been nice. Would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's still, you know, I'm doing what I love and not taking up all my time. He just gave you more food on your plate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, man, I got the 2008 second team. And man, I, dude, I had watched this team. They're awful. Like terrible. Who's like, their coach? He showed up and like, who coached you guys? No, <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother subject. But like, man, I was just like, dude, this team sucks. Mm-hmm. Tryouts come. Literally have no players. Like uh, half of them have quit uh, from that team. He had an 18 man squad. Eight, like nine of them quit. Mm-hmm. And then boom, barely any kids came out of tryouts. And I'm like, man, I got 13 guys. And I'm like, man, this kind of this sucks, dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? I persevered. I'm gonna deal with what I got, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna teach these guys to the best of my ability. But I got goalkeeping. So then here comes Kevin. Like, hey, bro. Just like you just needed to. Yeah, help. yeah, I was like, hey, bro, you want to be my assistant, run sessions? I got goalkeeping stuff. I got family stuff. Like, you want to jump in? What do you And you're gonna get paid. Like, I'll give you half. We split it half and half. Cool, cool uh, of you. It's Kevin. Yeah, he's like, yeah, man, that's great. Like, yeah, dude. God, like, for some reason, uh, I think Kevin does great in these. these fantastic coach. No, 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 Kevin is. He's the yin to your yang. I need him. Yeah, you're the definitely me, the bad cop. Like, let's do like we did a session at indoor Thursday, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you guys suck. We told you to dribble outside the foot with pace, push it into space. I'm like, some of you can't even do that. Mm-hmm. Kevin's like, yeah, guys, it's all right. You know, just open up that foot, push it through. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that happening, yeah. And I'm like, damn it, Kevin. No, <laughs> like, that's like, what, Yeah, yeah. That's so what it's, like, it's, there it's perfect. Uh-huh. It's that, I, you need someone like that in your life. <laughs> so, man. Um, so, yeah, I got this 2018. And it just kind of weird how it worked out, man. Mm-hmm. Just, and I think it's like partially social media. It's not like I post on there to brag. But I'm like just proud of these guys and everything mm-hmm. they've overcome. And random players started coming. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was all Hispanic kids. Like, you know, hey, we don't have a team. Like, or they're like, hey, we we barely found out about clubs because like, hey, you played soccer I'm, against my dad. And exactly, mm-hmm. I saw you at 22nd. Or kids would come up because I got, uh, you know, Veto, mm-hmm. Benny, you know Benny. Yeah, 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 yeah. His little Veto's brother, mom, Aiden. Aiden plays for me. Aiden's baller, dude. He's like, yes, he might not be the quickest, but his bro, footwork defensive skills there. Aiden is insane. Shoots like a grown man. Uh, so Aiden's on my team. Uh-huh. So I get all these kids. And man, we have this ragtag group that at the beginning of the season, I'm telling you, like, if they were like life or death, like pick this team or like you got to drink eight Red Bulls. I was like, I'll drink the eight let Red them Bulls. Sink like fast, take them, like uh-huh. let, them, let them go. Yeah. Like, God didn't want them to succeed in <laughs> soccer. No, dude, these kids just came out great mentality, awesome. man. Hardworking, humble. Like just like blue collared, hardworking kids, mm-hmm. but with Latin style and dirty habits that me and Kevin taught them, like how to pull shirts, mm-hmm. like cheap shots. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, <laughs> but, you, uh, you have to teach but them. But these kids, man, so, so proud of them. So we got them again. Mm-hmm. And then the 2010 team that I got the first team, I've been wanting them because I, I helped one of the little boys out on the team. And actually, remember the really terrible team I was telling mm-hmm. you about that I coached? Mm-hmm. 
I still got four of those guys okay. on that team, which they're just complete studs now. So they're, uh, so yeah, it's me and Kevin with them, and I'm still director of coaching. So Kevin's going to handle more of the, the team side. Uh-huh. I'll do the games, and he handles more of the sessions, and then I focus more on goalkeeping. So uh-huh. that's why Kevin's in the picture, and it's uh, man, it's a good combination. Me and my brother, that's we good. have a lot of fun, and we get to talk more. We get to be around each other. And it's it's just funny. I wish they would mic us both up. Yeah, that'd be a show right saying. there, right? Oh, man. No, they, people tell me that. They're like, Ricky, I just want to mic you up for a game. That'd or be something. fun. No, I'd get Can like, we? fired. I'll mic you up. Dude, I will get fired like that. I've watched one like, of your games. It's it's funny. <laughs> Whenever I went to go record the game for that the, your the daughters. Team. That was oh, the no, team. No, no, no. My little daughter's team? Yeah, the Dude, dragons or something like that. Stupid. I hated coaching little girls. Yeah, my little daughter's team. That I forgot fun. you did that. Yeah. Yeah, you were coaching. Those pictures were good. And yeah. see, thank you. That was the first time and Dude, the only time I've awesome. gone out. Yeah, it was fantastic. You guys want any get more pictures? Get back into that. You need to get back yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's so, cool, man. Yeah, so that's where I'm at now. And like a lot of my players are like, you know, I hate to, you know, say people are lower income, higher income, whatever. But it's the reality of what yeah. we live in. And times are hard, man. So I do have a lot harder. more. Dude, I'm telling you, that's a whole other topic, right? That's a government podcast you need to do. Uh, <laughs> right. No, but uh, yeah, man. So I still got a lot of those lower income Hispanic kids mm-hmm. from uh, from just different areas of town, man. It's just like a, me- una mezcla, mm-hmm. a mesh of just players, man. But I mean, me and Kevin, one thing I know now that we're good at is we're good at coaching. We're mm-hmm. good at development. We're good at the beginning process and the end process. Mm-hmm. And we have kind of a formula that works. So, nice. and we relate to these kids well, man, because you get a lot of these like, a lot of conversations I've had with coaches. Oh, this generation sucks, and it's always these dudes like forty and above. Nothing mm-hmm. against the coaches forty and above, but, but still, like they can't relate to these guys. And I'm thirty four, so it's not mm-hmm. like I'm I'm pretty close to forty. You're thirty four, dude. Dude, yeah, no, I act yeah. like I'm twelve. That's the bad <laughs> thing. Uh, but man, I relate. We relate to these kids yeah. well. We know how to talk to them. We like the same music, mm-hmm. like the same dances, and. I think that's a big part of it is one thing I've learned about coaching because you get a lot of these coaches that just separate themselves yeah. from the team, which is so weird. To me. You got to be able to speak their language. You got to be able to relate to them. Like, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, be careful. Don't relate. No, screw that. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to know what their parents are like. I want to know what's going on in their life because it could affect their game. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I want to have a relationship with these kids. I want to mm-hmm. know what they're going through because it, it gets real, man. Like I've had those situations already where, you know, their parents call me. They're telling me there's this situation going. And then I'm having like a 30, 40 minute mm-hmm. conversation with them during practice. And they're like crying. Yeah. Coaches are different, man. You're able to yeah. say things, connect to kids at a different level than a parent. And I'm not can. a parent. Yeah. And you're not a parent. You're yeah. an adult that has a yeah. kid that comes at them with a different perspective. But I mean, coaches, people call their coaches that they've had in their lives at a, at a very high regard. They're, oh, you're probably time. just a step down under your parents. Yeah. For coaches, yep. for you, do you have anybody that, are, that, that have yeah, been up man. there that have impacted you? I got like a few that? guys. I got a, uh, first one's Lexi. Love Lexi mm-hmm. to death. So he's a former energy goalkeeper trainer. He's been my trainer since I was like 14, 15. Alexis. Yeah. Okay. Alexis Versalis. I think I said that right. I still call Lexi every month. We still text. I That's still good. get sessions from him. I like... I really look up to him and uh, he's always taught me so much. And during college and even like after I wanted to dabble with coaching and then quit it, he would still invite me to sessions. Like, hey, Ricky, come out, man. If you're free, if you're in town, mate, it says mate, mm-hmm. he's English though. He's like, come out. But man, I always respected his like sessions. Mm-hmm. He was so attention driven, which I loved because mm-hmm. the goalkeeper, the more, the, the more, the more you pay to attention to details, mm-hmm. you're going to get better. And I learned that from him. And I just loved it. I loved his personality, his grit. He would tell me I sucked. 
Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, he'd be like, "Man, Ricky, you're having a terrible session. Like, you know what to do. So get your crap together." And mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Well, yeah, he's a good boy. He's not lying. Yeah, yeah. He ain't lying." I was like 16, 17, and uh, loved him to death. Man, he's taught me a lot about goalkeeping, running a session, good mentality, structuring stuff, and uh, always staying learning. I think that's why I respect him a ton. Is he's always learning. Mm-hmm. He's like. You're never going to learn everything, Ricky. Mm. He's like, keep learning. He's like, there's never going to be one person that's just like, man, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm learning every time. Like, he would take classes, like, learn, he'd teach me a new technique, and we'd have conversation. I'm like, man, I don't agree with that. Mm. He's like, okay, this is why I agree with it, Ricky. And he would tell me, he's like, you don't have to do it. But he's like, this is why I'm going to start teaching this. I'm like, man, that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you have to be able to mold yeah. yourself to the new things that are going on. Because the second exactly. that you think you know everything, Dude, you're done. Because yeah. you're not open to learning and yeah. all that jazz. And there's so many classes and resources and yeah. levels and licenses and all and, that jazz. And it's finding your own style. So that's one is Lexi. And then there's James Sosby. He's still coaching. He almost had a heart attack and passed away. That's wow. a whole other story. But James Sosby was my coach for first year club. Hated him. We didn't get along. Because I was a little kid, and I didn't get what he wanted out of me. But I, as I got older, I got in my last year at club in mm-hmm. ESC. I really loved it, man. Like, his mentality, his, it was such a high level. Like, he's, like, telling me where how to build up from the back. Mm. He's telling every position what to do mm. for that formation. I was like, man, that's, that's pretty badass. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I love that. You have to have and, uh, like yeah, that. And then he would have me come out, kind of like Lexi. So if I was doing a keeper session with Lexi, the next night I'd go with James mm-hmm. and just be his assistant. And I did that for like two, three years. And man, I learned, I remember he would just be like, all right, Ricky, we're working on this today. I want you to work with the defensive mid on the movement. I was like, oh, oh okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he'd get on to me. He's like, no, no, no. I want to remove from this gap to this gap. Explain the why he's doing mm-hmm. Ricky. And I was like, man, that, okay. Explain yeah. the why. As from a goalie, you know yeah, exactly why. It's the why. And uh-huh. it was every position. So he had, he'd like nitpick what I did. And he's like, okay, put a session together. We're going to work on crossing. And I'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, put a session together. You just put me on the spot. Nice. And uh, man, those two guys were. And I, so those two guys have a huge impact on my coaching career. Obviously, my dad, but mm-hmm. my dad already knows that. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> my uh, and lately, I have a new guy. So I've known this guy for like two or three years. It was uh, they call him Guti. Mm. He's a Panamanian national team goalkeeper trainer, and he coaches a pro team. He got his licenses from Atletico Madrid. Mm. I spent four days with him at a camp, and dude. Their philosophy in Europe of goalkeeping is insane. How is it different? It is a, so goalkeeping isn't a position. It is a philosophy. It is a belief. It is a love. It is a passion. Hmm. They literally, in Atletico Madrid, you know what they do? They have a session, 30 minutes warm-up session. And I got my warm-up from that. I do the same type of warm-up. Mm-hmm. You warm up for 30 minutes. Then you do an hour of just playing goalkeeping. So you do sessions that are realism. Mm. So you see a lot of these BS, like I'm sure on Instagram or yeah, I'm gonna throw Facebook, a, a, a slippery tarmac and I'm, I'm gonna throw gonna it. Throw, no, and those aren't that bad. You can use it for good sessions, mm-hmm. but it's like where they're laying it perfectly in the corner and they're like diving mm-hmm. and they have them run to the other side and diving across. Looks awesome, but never in my damn life has a ball perfectly been placed at one angle. I saved it, went back into play, and I had to dive and make another fantastic yeah. save. Never happens in my life. In games, it is a stagnant ball. It is, boom, being shot from here or on movement. You make the diving save. If you do not have good hand technique and parry it away, you pop it back in, a second one's coming. Mm-hmm. So you teach to that. So it's realism training. Mm-hmm. It's realistic gameplay. Game situation. And I'll send you his, uh, 
his page so you can watch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's none of this BS of like diving over stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's bull crap. So any of the goalkeeper trainers listening, stop doing that, dude. You're making your goalkeepers worse. You're going to hurt them. You're, you're going to hurt move them. Move that chair. Move. <laughs> dive over the chair. Like w- sit yeah. on the chair, jump up, dive. Yeah. Like, no, maybe that worked in whatever country you were in, but like in, this is what they're doing in Madrid. Yeah. Atletico Madrid. And that's where he got his UEFA licenses and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, now he's like one of the big dogs in like South America. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him once a month. He sends me sessions, videos. He sent me a book, like a novel mm-hmm. and a PDF form of goalkeeping philosophy. Wow. Just goalkeeping. Like how Which one was your favorite philosophy? Uh, the mental aspect of it, of being positive and believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Huge. So you have to believe in yourself. And that's half my trainings is I'm, I'm tough. Like I'll be like, Hey man, you know, you can make that safe. But I was like, you got this. You're better than that. Yeah. So it's the developing the mental aspect of it. Mm. And that was probably my favorite part because I use that all the time. Yeah. So. Cause you can kill a defender if he was on your team and you were just beating him down. But if you're not <laughs> able to be like, Hey, good job. Keep your head yeah, up. Yeah, you're doing exactly. this and this right. You also have to be able to build them up and see. And that's something even now I wish I would have learned at a younger age. So it's the communication aspect of it and belief in yourself. Mm. Like you have to believe in yourself because at the end of the day, no one's going to believe in you except Mm. for you. You have your parents, you have your girlfriend, your friend, all that BS. But at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's the truth. And it's uh, for my goalkeepers. I try to do that. I'm like, hey, believe in yourself because the biggest setback I see in goalkeepers is the non-confident ones. Mm -hmm. Once your confidence is gone, you're done. Like I've had games where I lost my confidence and, I'm like a nervous wreck. Like I'm dropping the ball. I'm making bad mistakes mm-hmm. and I'm screwing up and I'm in my own head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that's in the training does that is you teach them to overcome that and be positive because in goalkeeper training, you make like a hundred mistakes, but the good thing is you talk it through and you build muscle memory. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, you drop that ball. What should you have done? Explain to me in detail what you should have done with your hands, your elbows, your shoulders and your eyes. Mm-hmm. And then they have to describe it to you. You're building muscle memory. Mm, mistakes, dude. Mistakes are huge. Yeah, they help you learn. They help you learn. I was, I have a four-year-old, and the other day he made a mistake, and I he said, "Yo," like <laughs> he said, "stupid," and I was like, "Hey," and he said, "Sorry," because I said, don't say that. And then he said, "I said sorry," and then he ran crying to his room. So I had to go into his room, cuddle with him, and be like, "Hey, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at you. I know yeah. you didn't mean to say stupid. It's a bad word, but like you said sorry once and that's all you need to do don't say sorry twice See, that's coaching right there. that's coaching perfectly yeah right yeah there. but still like mistakes are huge and what you do once you make them is even bigger yeah because it's easy the the worst thing i see i think it coaches is the it's kind of changed i think uh-huh. uh i think some coaches are changing their style but i remember back in the day and you probably even had these guys that were just like you suck and you're like, okay, well, why do I suck? And they didn't tell you another reason. Yeah, his name was Ricky Cabello. Yeah, yeah, that was your <laughs> fault, man. You should have let me get scored on. Um, no, but it's, man, you have to learn how to like just, if you're going to bring down, you got to build up. Yeah. And I truly live by that as a coach. Like, I'm tough. Mm-hmm. But like, while I'm yelling, like, let's say my players, they were messing up the dribble. I'm like, turn your freaking ankle, push through, pick your chest up, know where you're going, guys. Even mm. before you take that touch, have your head up, know where your next touch is at. Mm. I was like, guys, you're too good for that. So I was like, do it right. And then that's where Kevin comes in. All right, guys, well, we're going to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. God bless Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's the best, man. Love my brother. Uh, but yeah, dude. So it's just mm. for goalkeeping, like, man, talking to him is so revolutionary because I never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Because I was the same way. I was like, well, let me just teach him how to catch, dive, whatever. And man, after talking to him, like my sessions are completely different mm. and just how I map it out, how I'm going to teach them, what I'm going to teach them. 
uh, like this week we worked on explosion drills. So it's going to the second save. Mm. So it's boom. I had them extend out, make a hard save and then boom, I throw a ball out. Mm. So they got to hurry up, pick up their head and I'm teaching them a hip roll technique to boom, burst into it in different levels. Mm. So yeah, it's super complicated, but I'm doing this with like a little 10 year old little girl and she can do it. And it's crazy. Yeah, man. So it's just, uh, Learning from those three people has probably been the biggest. Obviously, my dad, but mm-hmm. my dad, whole different ballgame. That's a very raw it's a and dad. basic yeah, yeah, way yeah, of a, teaching you compared so, to... But those three dudes, Lexi, James, and Guti, have been like huge to my career. There's other guys along the line, so if any of them get like butthurt about it, you're yeah. cool too, whoever you are. Uh, yeah. But like those guys have been great too. Like I've had some fantastic... I, mm-hmm. I was truly blessed to have a good... I've always had good coaches. Mm. My worst coaches were probably my college coaches, actually. You think so? Worst coaches I've ever had were my college ones. Mm. Sad to say. Because mm. you would think you go to the college level, you get some guy who's like up here. Other no. than that, they've been garbage. No. My club coaches were fantastic. Mm. And my adult life coaches. Mm-hmm. Crazy how that works out. You would never think that. Could you see yourself maybe being a goalie trainer at a college or anything like that? <laughs> if I had the time, I would love to. Uh, time. I don't think people... You know, underestimate so how much time, hard. especially as coaching club. My wife was tough, man. Yeah, she was telling yeah. me you should, you should do coaching, and I told her I was like, you're out like, every night until eight thirty. That's what I was you trying to explain to her. You don't like me working late, you know, and yep. it's all about the family time. But the second I start coaching, yep. it's two you're to done. three days a week. Yep, my weekends, our weekends are gone. Your weekends are gone, and yep. the only time you have is, is summer. But by yep. the time summer comes around, we're already prepping for the next season. Yep. So it's that's what I'm doing right now. July is prepping. Like we're literally gonna watch film after this, and uh, it's. Uh, it's tough, man, because like me, I have two daughters from mm-hmm. two different women. Be mm-hmm. smart out there, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, and they use that against me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you don't care about your daughter. You're always coaching. And I mean, shit, I'm like, no, I love my daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, I bring them to my practices, my games. Uh, but you sacrifice that one-on-one time, man. I mean, it, it's used against you. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. But I mean, it's my passion. It's what I love. I know I'm a good father outside of mm-hmm. soccer. I know I'm a good father. Like, I bust my butt to be a good father. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, but coaching's my love, and you know, I make money off of it. I get to make money off of what I love, mm-hmm. and I get to help these kids succeed. So and for me, it's worth it. You yeah. know, if, and if you have a partner, it's something. You know, I would say maybe start off small. Just mm-hmm. do like an academy team, or maybe just get like a rec team. See if it's for you, and let her get like an understanding of it, and then from there, kind of move on. So that's yeah. what I would recommend. That's a good way of going about it. Yeah. And then what I think is cool now is that you named off two or three coaches that were pivotal for you. Yeah, now you're that person for some of these little guys. Too. Yeah, and I hope and so, girls. man. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I, I hope so for them in the future and kind of just helping them. And I'm trying to teach because a lot of this stuff is crazy. I didn't learn till later in life. Mm. Like a lot of stuff I didn't get till. Luckily, Lexi taught me a lot of stuff when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17. But even but, then, that's kind yeah, of late. And that's late. For the professional, professional Professional ones, level, but. yeah. And that's why I could never make it. I didn't have that mentality or whatever these guys have taught me, I'm already teaching them at mm. like 10, 11, 12. Like I'm like, or some of them are eight. Like one of them is uh, Roy. Uh, Roy's kid, dude. Darian, he's a goalie. Woo, really? Yes, Darian's Darian? like eight. Boy, I got some sessions of him, man. Yeah, that kid is eight years old. Oh my! I put him through grown up sessions. Really? Because the the beginner that I do with younger is too, he's too uh, advanced for it, and it, he's gonna get bored. So I have to push He's him. He's not going to grow. So you have to have him yeah. literally play against older people, or if not men, yeah. kind of like you. Well, I have a, a good little batch of these young, like, eight, nine-year-olds. Dude, they're going through adult sessions. Mm. Like they're, they're doing what some of my goalkeepers are barely learning at 15, 16, 17. Damn. They're already doing that. That's crazy. And even I'm like, I'm kind of worried because I'm like, man, once they turn, like, mm-hmm. older, what can I teach well, them? They're going to know everything I've taught them. 
But maybe by so, then, you know, they'll be yeah. more prepared to go do something else. Yeah, man. So th- watch out for him. He's a 2013. He's playing up a year, which that's big. Mm-hmm. He's smaller is the bad thing. But the kid is man. Yeah. He's not afraid. Dude, the kid. I do drills with these kids where I have them hold a ball. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a ball up. They have to catch it and take it out of my, like, I, I won't fully kick it through, but I'll put some pace on it so they can feel it. <laughs> kick a kid through the net. Yeah. <laughs> But, dude, they come through, boom, and then I'll have another one I'm about to punt through mm-hmm. the goal, and they have to come and dive with two hands. Like, but you're getting them ready for those one-on-one situations where they might just crack They're, it in exactly. front of them. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm teaching them. And, yeah, dude, kid doesn't. these kids don't care. Nice. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, nice. they're going to have a lot of concussions, but they're going to be fantastic. That's, <laughs> I'm just checking. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, it seems like it's all coming full circle-ish. I hope so, I man. feel like you're just getting started, though, at least with the goal and stuff, right? Because yeah. it's only one, maybe one I've, season. I've only been a director one year. Yeah. Wow. And then like Cosmos uh, did good in giving you that one, man. Now, man, I thank you to Brandon, but at the same time, man, it was uh, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. I never realized I wanted to do it until like after I started coaching Mario's team. Mm-hmm. Like I realized I was like, man, I had a moment because I left my job at St. Jude where I was traveling. Like, dude, I was in literally all over the U.S. like every month. And once I got back and started coaching, and I was like, man, I, I can do this because mm-hmm. I'm seeing like this sounds mean. But I see the product, and by product, I mean the goalkeepers coming out of all these different clubs. They're, ter- they're terrible. Mm. Probably the best. Edmund <laughs> produces the best is Lexi. Love Ricky. They're terrible. Yeah, man, I've seen some of these kids. I'm like, what the hell are y'all teaching mm. them? And they have, no, sorry, other goalkeeper directors. <laughs> but Lexi, like Edmund goalkeepers are like the high standard is mm-hmm. what I've seen. And I'm seeing all these goalkeepers even that were playing nationally. And I'm like, I can make goalkeepers better than this. Mm. Like, I can do this. And now that's my goal, man. Visualization is... You know, now luckily in uh, luckily at South Lakes, I got all the equipment I need to succeed. I'm gonna have like a bunch mm-hmm. of goals. So my sessions, even this year, are one step above, and I'm even changing the format. So you know, it's just I'm excited, man, and it's and I love like I just love doing it, man. Goalkeeping so is good. my niche. Like honestly, yeah. I don't. <laughs> it sounds bad. I love my teams. Mm-hmm. So if anyone parents from my team, I love my teams, guys. But I don't. Like if I didn't have to coach teams, I wouldn't. I would just do goalkeeping twenty four. That's your bread and butter. That's that's what I that's, love to that's do. That's you. Yeah, and uh, but luckily I have my brother, and I still love the team aspect of it. I love the, you know, the challenge of this coach is doing this. How do I overcome this? How do I push my kids? Mm-hmm. That's but as fun. a specialty. But it's a specialty, and it's such a hard thing to find because mm-hmm. you can get a guy. I actually read the best thing on Facebook. I'm on U.S. goalkeeping page or something like that. And this guy had such a good saying. He's like, I think the goalkeeper trainer for like New England, mm-hmm. Revol- someone, someone up there. And he was just like, man, you get these clubs and they get these like young college kids. Mm-hmm. And they're which like, isn't yeah, we, wrong, which isn't wrong. But, but now I look back at myself at college, Ricky, what you know now from that, Ricky, two Nine different day. humans, two different humans. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's the same. Cause these, like the way they get other goalkeepers, like, oh, we got a good goalkeeper program. But what are they really teaching them? They're having them dive over a string in an unrealistic situation, which that's a whole other topic of mm-hmm. diving over something. You're teaching bad technique because you're actually teaching them to arch and then yeah. down when you want them to actually go up and explode mm-hmm. and be building height and speed. Yeah. So, man, yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping to, my goal is to match Lexi someday. Okay. Like to match his goalkeeping like style up there. And for my goal, for you, Lexi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he knows this. I tell him that all the time. Uh, but my goalkeeper is to be the best in Oklahoma. Nice. That's the goal. And I mean, if I have to start him at six, seven, eight years old, I think you can I do, do that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely do. So, that. so as a director of 
goalies at Cosmos, you're responsible for all the goalies? Well, that's the tough part is, yes, I am, but it's only if you commit. Like, only I'm not going to go big. Commit. So my club's weird. The, I have a trouble getting the girl goalkeepers out. Guy goalkeepers are all in. So guy goalkeepers, I got everyone out there. Mm-hmm. They're good. The girls only have that I consider mine are Presley, like the 2012, uh, the 20, 2009, which Briley. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. I got one girl. She's a stud? Bro, she's like five foot 10 already. 2009, so she's like, what, 13? Yeah. She's like five foot nine. Pure athlete. Just nice. Kid, kid's crazy. And then the 2008, and that's it. I don't train any other one because they don't come because it's yeah. club pays for it it's free you got to come out and t- show me you want it mm-hmm. and me the way it works for personal training it's tough i only it's only for my goalkeepers mm-hmm. i have like two or three from other clubs but i make it just for mine and that one-on-one time those sessions help more of like i nitpick everything they do and make the little habits that can yeah so with that and then also i try to go to games it's hard man yeah. that's why i don't like having teams if I didn't have teams, I would go to more games, watch my goalkeepers, and coach them in a game standpoint. Mm. But it's really hard. So I try to... Yeah, because you can't so go you to one. And yeah. You can't go to all of them, basically. Yeah, you can't. So it's uh, so I have my sessions uh, that I offer throughout the week, uh, twice a week, then do my personals on weekends, and then try to go to games mm. and watch those goalkeepers that are like priority. Now, this is why you can't play at Western anymore. Dude, and I don't want to. And see, because mm-hmm. this is more important to me and it's more of a passion. You're impactful. Than, You're impacting people's lives. Exactly. Because at Western, I'm not. I'm j- I just go. I get scored on like three times. Then I drink like three beers and go home and yeah. watch Netflix. And then lay around because you're hurting all day. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm hurt. I then the next you. day at work, I'm like limping going to an executive meeting. What happened? Meeting, you get in the fight, like, basically. Like, yeah. yeah, man, this, this Brazilian dude kicked me. <laughs> so, right. But, uh, man, it's just. Uh, being the goalkeeper director for mm. me is like so fulfilling. I like, I love every piece of it nice. and hopefully I can make like a bad a program with like good standards I think you are. and I'm trying to make it more organized. It's just like, it's weird. You're always trying to like make it better. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, that didn't work out. That actually kind of sucked. Okay. I need to do is this. it just you or do you have any goalies? I do. I have, um, so George, George is one of, I just yeah. brought him on for staff. He's so, a goalie. Yeah. And I'm going to teach him how to be more of like the beginner academy goalkeepers. Cause I want him to get his feet wet, mm-hmm. learn how to teach the fundamentals, then kind of move on. I have, uh, Darren, uh, he's one of the dads of, and he played at SNU back like in the eighties, nineties. He's an old school style goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Aaron, she's like in the air force. And, that's uh, what I was going to ask you if I had any girl coach. Yeah, yeah. And I got one girl coach. Um, so that's my staff and they do more of either they assist me or they do more like the lower level mm-hmm. goalkeepers and help me out with that while I get like the, the higher level yeah. ones. So it sounds kind of greedy, but no, no, no. I mean, but that's, it's your program. You yeah. have to kind of shave it that way. And then eventually once you start building up your coaches to a curriculum that you might like, exactly, exactly. You can yeah. then pass those on and then maybe just find other ways yeah. to grow it, but you def- have to train them. Definitely. Like they have to like meet my standards. Mm-hmm. Cause I'll be, if I see them doing something I don't like, I'm like, Hey, do this instead mm-hmm. or try this or do this or add this to it. So, which kind of sucks because at times I have to be the expert, mm-hmm. which I'm still learning. So yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it puts me in a tough spot because I don't, I never want to act like the know-it-all because mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm still learning. So but like being a person that's coming from experience, yeah. you know, you can. Yeah. And it's just tough, man. And, but before we do like throughout the week, I'll give them like the set lesson. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, so today I want you to focus on breakaways. So break down the technique. If you have any questions, let's meet 10 minutes before the session. Mm-hmm. I'll run through it, but have a session plan. Mm-hmm. Because we have a standard 20 to 30 minute warm up. 
So you don't even have to worry for 20, 30 minutes. We do the same thing every time, mm -hmm. which is going through all your fundamental catches and building that muscle memory. And then 30 minutes of whatever the topic is, mm -hmm. so. which could be broken down between three drills of 10 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. really too much. But. And I try to be the type of coach. I learned this from Guthi mm -hmm. and with his trainers and a camp I've worked before is they let the goalkeeper trainer express themselves. Mm. And what that means is you get to do your sessions and be creative, but stay on topic mm. and teach them relevant. So that could be just yeah. like last 10 minutes, pick a drill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we do a lot of like reaction drills. So those are really fun. Mm -hmm. So we'll get together and do like reaction. But I'm like, hey, you got an idea for goalkeeper trainers. My trainers will come up to me like, dude, I have an idea for a good like reaction drill. All right, this good hear. drill. Cool. Let me see it. And they explain it to me. And they show me. I'm like, that's pretty good. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Or if they show me, I'm like, okay, let's add this and this to it. And mm -hmm. I think it's a good session. And they're like, okay, cool. And then we do it. So I never act like I'm a dictator or anything. I let them express themselves. But I do keep an eye on them and make sure that you're doing what I want. Nice. So, yeah, because we'll have a meeting here at the end of July and we'll go over every single technique. What you like, what didn't you like, how yeah. can we do it better, exactly. what do you want to see different. And I love getting their aspect of it. I'm like, hey, so what didn't you like about this? And they'll tell me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, pretty That's good. good that you're able to keep those open communications. It sounds like you're, you're building something out Dude, there, man. Dude, you have to, man. You can't be that guy. I realize in life... That acts like he knows everything. That person sucks. I do. Yeah. I've... Mm -hmm. And I like, I think it's because I've gone through it and I was trying to be that guy at one point. <laughs> and I, because I thought you needed to be that, like mm -hmm. at 22, 23. And then you realize, I was like, man, you just got to keep learning. Yeah. Got to be humble, man. Like, I, I mean, I can be an a hole. And but you're 30, like 30, 34. 34, you imagine? Like when you're yeah. 68, still doing keeper training? No, the amount of knowledge no. that you're going to be having at that God time? bless it. No, I'm hoping to be done like. Nah. Done, done, like, done, I see done. these coaches that are like doing it like their whole life. Forget that. Man. What's wrong with that? Like, at 45. What's wrong with it's that? hard, man. My knees hurt now. Like I'm out there like yelling. Like right now I can demo. I'm like, all right, do this. And then I'm like all out of breath, mm -hmm. like about to faint. And then uh, you'd be I can like imagine Brian Harvey out there just walking around and telling what to do. Dude, Brian Harvey's wild. That dude was like 80 when I was playing. I think him he's in done. Like, is he? Yeah. Has he retired? I think he has. I think he has. God too. bless it. He was like eight. Nothing. Shoot. Brian then Harvey was awesome. Then Super you got cool the USAO guy. one out yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Jimmy Hampton. Hampton's out there still yeah. coaching. There's nothing wrong with coaching at 60. Dude, those dudes are wild, man. I can't do that. No. Well, James Sosby. James Sosby's like freaking 50 something or 60 and. I'm like, dude, how? That's legendary right there. No, forget that. My knees hurt <laughs> thinking about that. Like, dude, I'm tired. Like, when I do sessions now, mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck. Put some knee pads on. Bro, wear the proper you, you your be pants. like the elastic tape. Like, you see yeah, the volleyball? Yeah, get your elbows. Forget that, man. You now, never wear the type of goalie that we wear the pants <laughs> with the padding? Yeah, heck yeah, padding, yeah, padding. yeah, man, because back in the day, we were still playing on, like, this was like probably U11, U12, U13. We were still doing the... Um, the carpet. Mm -hmm. We played on that stupid carpet. Did you get to play yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, at uh, Soccer City. Yeah, mm -hmm. stupid carpet. That shit so, burns. Yeah, you mm -hmm. have to wear. You have to wear pads and stuff. No, nowadays we wear uh, keeper tights. Mm -hmm. You see, yeah. yeah, I used to wear All the my baseball ones. Wear. Baseball ones. Same thing. Great. Yeah, yeah, they work perfect. And now they like made them for goalkeepers. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man. But no, forget that. No coaching. No, mm -hmm. no. I, I want to be done like late forties. And then I do what? Because I expect to be an executive by that time at a company. I'll be an executive. I have a company. Uh, so that's like, watch me not be an executive. Still, be but you like, can be an executive for some type of goalie training yeah, company. Yeah, but you know? man, that's the goal. Hopefully, someday soccer can become twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, but I don't know what that looks like. I'm just starting off. Like even right now, I'm trying to figure out like, bait. Like I'm terrified to figure out my schedule. Yeah, freaking terrified. I don't know how I'm going to make the games for two teams. So Kevin's going to have to help me out with that. It's kind of how I am when Travel I go out and I don't want to look at my bank account. Like, <laughs> terrified. 
I just want to keep going out and not look at it. Bro, I went hard on Jude. Mm-hmm. I partied so hard because uh, July, now mm-hmm. I got to like buckle down and start preparing for season. Mm-hmm. Then when soccer season starts, it's go 24-7. Yeah. So you, you have no time to have a good time. But isn't there like some type of beauty to traveling to tournaments and just staying in hotels on the oh, weekends? It's a, dude, I still love it. I don't, did you ever get to travel? I, I did, and I it loved was fun, it. Right? I loved it, but I can't. I don't know what yeah. it's like being from a coach's perspective. It's Dude, probably so even fun. There's two types of coaches. <laughs> this is funny. I got this question last night from someone. They're like, "So, what type of coach are you, Ricky? Are you the one that goes out and like hangs out with the parents, drinks some beer, beers, or do you just go to your room and like don't communicate with them?" I was like, "I go and drink with them, but it's like you set a fine line. So yeah. you party pretty hard, uh, but then you got to wake <laughs> up the next day and be like, "Hey, what's up, guys? All right, let's focus mm-hmm. on soccer." Yeah, no, man, I, <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, I've had one where I went to a tournament. Uh-huh. We partied pretty hard. But this was, was like my college teammate, Bayless. Okay. He lives in Dallas. I partied with him and his wife. Stayed up till like 3 in the morning. Had a game at 10 a.m. Uh, that's not Bro. so bad. It could have been 7 or I, 8. I, I, I like woke up, showered, chugged a gallon of water, drank like three energy drinks. I'm like, I'm good to go. Uh-huh. It's game time, baby. Like, we're going to win. We're in the semifinals, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, go to the wrong freaking field, no. which are 25 minutes away. No. So I showed up late to my own game. It was so bad. Get there. Hung over. I called one of the parents. Yeah, just stro- dude, there's a picture of me with an energy drink, mm-hmm. like telling them what to do with a backwards cap on, <laughs> pink shirt, like just dadding mm-hmm. it up over there, looking like a rec coach <laughs> over here. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> matching t-shirts. I'm wearing like new balances with tube socks and jean shorts. Yes. And I'm like, all right, man, let's uh, let's get it, boys. And then mm-hmm. like my players are talking crap to me. They're like, coach, you've been a... Uh, yeah, fun last night. I was like, yeah, shut yeah. up. Just get in the dang drill. I was like, you better win today. No, mom you told me you were throwing up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mom, don't worry about what they told me. She got in like no, that. That, guy. that night was funny because I got a bunch of pictures from the like parents. Uh-huh. Like all the husbands were like done, dude. Like they're uh, like two of them are like passed out with their clothes on on the couch. Like, didn't even make it to the game, dude. They were the next day. It was mm-hmm. so funny because we go eat lunch and uh, I was like, man, sorry, parents. I'm gonna grab mm-hmm. a beer just to. Just on wine. Get the juices yeah. flowing. And yeah, like all the dads are up there with me. And they're just I'm like, like, Ricky, I'm never going out Bunch with you Bunch of dads again. your age too, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, everyone's around my age. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really bad, man. That's awesome. And then, uh, so I try to build, but like I told, said earlier, you got to build a bond with these kids, mm-hmm. these families. I hate those coaches that just like don't communicate yeah. with them. They don't know what's going on with their kids. Because there's several instances, even at South Lakes, like the kids are more open to me than they are to their own coach. Mm. Like, hey, coach, I'm having this problem. Like, all right, well, let's talk through it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, can you talk to my coach about it? I'm like, well, I, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he doesn't communicate or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, well, geez. Like, and how do you say that? Like, dude, just quit being a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll go talk to the coach. I'm like, hey, man, your player wants to do this. And then you're like interfering and have mm-hmm. them hate Stepping you. Stepping on somebody's toes. Exactly, man. And it's, uh, it's just so, if I give that advice. I mean, that's know. a sign that you're doing things yeah. the way you're supposed to. And people have confidence to be able to come up with you with that stuff. So I think that See, shows that you're doing some good stuff. And you have to, man. This, look, like this newer generation of kids, like the younger ones in high school and lower, they're more emotional than we are. Mm. And they have more access to social media. They know what's going on in the world. Not Like, I feel like I still grew up a little bit sheltered because social media was barely coming mm-hmm. out. Like the communication and knowing what's going on. But, man, it's so different. Now, now they're born with it. They're born with it. My three-year-old and can move a tablet better than I can sometimes. Bro, my three-year-old, killing it with my phone. Just mm-hmm. opening, like, I think she ordered some pizza the other day. I was like, what the? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's yeah, mine, Dad. They're like, where's your card, Dad? Let me use your card. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bring the and now everything's card. all synchronized. Like, if yeah. I forget my wallet, I'm, I have my phone. I have my so phone. I have my card on the card's me. on my phone. It's yeah. crazy. So, exactly. So, <laughs> this generation is just so different because I... Again, I think I said it earlier, is I hear these coaches be like, man, this generation's soft. Mm. They're not soft. You just got to understand that they're at a different 
mental point than we are mm-hmm. in our 30s. They've 40s. aged a lot quicker than we have. Dude, big time. Some of these conversations I hear, mm-hmm. I'm just like... Their emotional IQ is a little higher, even though their yeah. social skills might not be there. But Their social skills are not there. But everything else, they're just a little bit yeah. more advanced than we are. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So you got to like be... Luckily, I've been through so much. Like Even I tell them, like, give them life advice. I was like, don't do this. Do this instead, guys. That's and wild. I, I push grades a lot on my team, too. Do you? I make them run for bad grades. Do you tell them how your grades were in high school? Or? Yeah, so I was good. I was you like, I was always like a three point five and above. Okay, I graduated college with like three point four. Nice, congratulations. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not my brother, man. <laughs> Kevin, give poor Kevin. What, what's wrong with Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, man, it took him like eight years to graduate. He was like uh, Van Wilder. You that guy, the Kevin, seems like the type that was just. Have it really good with the Kevin, teachers Kevin and escape by. He was just L I V I N, baby. He was just living. He was like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> He's just it's good. Uh But no, man, like for me, it was just grades are a big mm-hmm. deal because I know, because yeah. I'm going to be honest with my players. I was like, look, only 0.7% of you guys might go pro. Mm-hmm. I was like, look around you. Do y'all know what that is statistically? And some of the guys would be like, yeah. It's like one kid. And then my point. 08s are like, yeah, yeah, they're like dumber. But uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> so these do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe one of you. Maybe. 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 If that. That's a big maybe. What, what do they see? Like 1%, 10% go to college? play At least to play one college point, ball? 1.8. 1.8. Imagine that. You yeah. know? Like, if you made it I to play college, that. you're a baller. And I know? told them. And I even told them that. I was like... And that's also one of my other goals is for my goalkeepers to beat out these Europeans and South Americans coming mm. in. Dude, they're coming to take our jobs. And they come, are. And I told my boys, I was like, you're not as good as those Europeans coming over and... Because how many foreign guys have you had on it? Nothing against a foreign guy. No, right. not a lot. But look at how many Mac U has signed. You know, perfect example. I was about to bring up Mac U. Mm-hmm. Perfect example, Honestly, right there. Because when we yeah. went, it w- a lot more locals. We might have had one or two yeah. foreigners. And you guys made a bang. Now with, it's like ten, eleven. You guys made a bang with locals, which is a big deal. Yeah. You know, bringing Kevin back in. You know, Rafa. When Patterson. I was there, it was uh, Pollo, yeah. Benny, yeah, uh, Reese was there, Daniel. Irvin, Gallegos, yeah. De Leon. And I'm leaving out a whole bunch more, yeah. but yes. And you, you guys two, three, made a bang with locals. Mm-hmm. And I think my brother was a good addition. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big Definitely. part of the team. And uh, But man, it's like, like I told them, dude, I had the 05 group, which they're all like juniors and seniors now. And I did a session with them and I pulled them in. I'm like, you guys are not there. Mm. You get a kid from Spain that comes in, from England, from Brazil, they're better than you are right now at this age. I was like, so you got to, if you want this, guys, I was like, and I told them that statistics. I was like, you're not there, guys. Mm-hmm. I was better than you were right now at 13 and 12. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin, because me and Kevin trained every day. Mm-hmm. Justin Chavez, perfect example. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think on there, you asked him how much he trained. The dude was like four hours. We used to stay the night at their house. Me and Kevin just wanted to go swim or like play video game. I don't know what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it'd be me, Kevin, Kevin Chavez, and Justin Chavez. Guess what we'd freaking do for three to four hours? Kicking the ball. Kicking the ball. Playing PKs. Playing mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin and Kevin versus me and Justin. Like That's two on awesome. two awesome. for like four hours. Awesome. No, no. Me and Kevin wanted to go inside and eat, drink water, and like mm-hmm. play video games. They Justin didn't want to do that. Yeah. No, I had a friend who it would be me and him against <laughs> my three brothers. And it, that's yeah. all we would do all summer. Dude, exactly. And uh, like I tell these kids, I'm like, dude, they're coming to take your job. They want your job. Mm-hmm. And they're coming there because they want... Like, living in Europe sounds really freaking awesome. But how many of those guys end up staying? Yeah. Life is better here. They want to be. And I'm like, they're going to take your job. That's a ticket to come in. And they're going to take your job. So I was like. Daniel girl. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) Exactly. And then, no. So I tell my goalkeepers, I'm like, dude, these guys are good coming in. Mm -hmm. They're well-trained. 
they've been doing this since they were five. Mm-hmm. You guys are barely, I'm starting to train some of these kids. And uh, I'm like, that's your competition. Like these, that sounds really mean foreigner. But uh, the international mm-hmm. players coming in, they're here to take your job. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be Mexican-American, mm-hmm. but I'm American first. And mm-hmm. we got to, this is our country. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, we got to win yeah, our positions yeah, 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 back. Exactly. Like, you want to go to college or not? Because they're like, yeah, I want to play college. You, you don't understand the you sacrifice don't understand. it takes. You don't understand. Like, you ain't ready. Level. Yeah. Like but the good thing you, is they got you in the back pocket. Yeah, man. So I'm hoping the, at least my goalkeepers, field players, oh, I'll do my best. But uh, when my ah, goal but this keep, is your niche. Yeah, goalies, yeah, yeah. My goal is, I don't blame like, you I want mine to beat them out. Mm-hmm. So when a goalkeeper comes in from another country, mine's better. Man. And that's the goal. Whenever a kid gets trained, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, man, how'd your kid get so good?" Oh, we got trained yeah. by the coaching director, the goalie trainer <laughs> yeah, at uh, South Lake, at Random Ass South Lakes. Yeah, no. So that's like that's why I train Colton so hard because me and Colton have really good sessions, and mm-hmm. I still tell him that, man. And he's like, I think he's twenty, nineteen, twenty. He's a he's a puppy, and I'm just like, dude, it's these prime. dudes are coming in to beat you. Like, you mm-hmm. want to go play pro? You want to go? You're gonna have to go watch. If you go to a camp, there's gonna be an English goalkeeper there, a German mm-hmm. goalkeeper. The Brazilian goalkeeper there. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so what can you bring to the table over there? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the harsh truth, dude. That's true. How can people find you if they wanted to find you for some training and whatnot? Oh, gosh, man. I, I'm pretty pr- – you can always find me on Facebook, social media. Uh, Ricky Cabello. Ricky Cabello, yeah. Just, just find me there. Just write me a message. That's how most of it is. Um, and my information's on the South Lakes uh, page. So if you go to South Lakes – soccerclub.org i believe uh go to the goalkeeping pages on one of the drop downs i'm on there and the original soccer club at south okc cosmos been there for what 2002 2002 man yeah i didn't even know that i didn't even know that so that's really sad i went there i was like dang y'all been around since 2002 yeah i had uh sat down with some of those guys that from on the from their board and they were like yeah dude where did the original Southside club and i thought about it and i said you're right they were yeah you're right yeah, I know man. you're on 104th, so. but still, right? you're right. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they consider it that, man. So I don't know, man, but yeah, dude. So that's, that's what that's I got, man. Story, dude. I yeah. feel like we still have more to unpack, but we've been on for almost an hour. And yeah, yeah. Minutes. I was gonna I say like I gotta go. Fast, I know, I know man. I, I gotta go, bro. Well, I appreciate you for coming on, <laughs> man, and you, man. I appreciate everybody who's been listening. Do you have anything else to say before you head out? No, man. I well, just you know, for anyone wanting to be a coach, like, you know, definitely jump into it, find a mentor, mm-hmm. learn, uh, Ricardo, I recommend you become a coach. I, I think you would like it, man. I think so. Uh, but, and then goalkeeper training, you know, definitely take the classes. Uh, if there are any goalkeeper trainers out there, want to be goalkeeper trainers, like feel free to reach out to me, man. Like just, just find me. My information's on southlakes.org and, or find me on social media, Rica de you. And, uh, man, I'm happy to help out. I always love teaching nice. and, um, uh, you know, building people's confidence and helping out very short and very sweet why is it important for goalies to get that extra one-on-one time as opposed to that practice time with their team dude because that's when you get to nitpick the little stuff that's when you get to learn the why behind doing something so catching the ball diving why do you dive at this angle why do you catch Mm. like that so you need that one-on-one time is so vital and i think that's what sets my goalkeeper program a lot from others is not only do i train them in group sessions but Mm -hmm. we do one-on-one so. Nice. Who's your favorite goalie? Oh, man. I knew you were going to ask that. I have to. Generationally. Generationally. Okay, it goes. Oliver Kahn was the first because okay. I remember watching him for Germany. Dude, like in looked like a vicious mean he's guy, dude. crazy. Just old school. Just crazy. grit. Like late 90s, early 2000s. Then it's Iker Casillas. Because okay. Iker Casillas <laughs> gave me hope that a smaller guy can be a goalkeeper mm-hmm. at a high level. And Casillas wasn't the greatest. He's a great shot stopper. Terrible in the air. But mm. love the guy to death. Good with his feet. 
he was probably that new generation that started using mm-hmm. their feet. And then recently, Courtois, man. Mm. I'm kind of biased to Real Madrid, if you do not know. That dude's had a monster of a season. Bro, though. that dude is. He kept them in the game. He is. that. He's special. Yeah. And he went from, what was it, Atletico, Atletico. Madrid? Atletico Madrid. See, mm-hmm. that's same for a lot. Where do you go? Boom. Atletico to, was it Chelsea? Chelsea? Yeah. And then to Chelsea to Real Madrid. Yeah. Wow. Atletico Madrid. See, that guy Guti. That's where he got his licenses from. Yeah, Same okay. philosophy. Nice. Crazy. Nice. Yeah, so. Well, dude, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, the listeners, I appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully, you guys were able to pick something up from Ricky. And if you guys need some goalie training, send them his way. You guys are not going to regret it. Yeah. So. Thank you, Ricardo. I appreciate you, Ricky, man. I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Mass Football Podcast. Peace. See you.